0: The speaker, but that was Dr. Pat Gentempo, a uh, chiropractor. Um, I thought his speech was awesome, except for the fact I didn't mention chiropractic. Uh, but other than that, uh, that was really good. I wish you mentioned chiropractic a little bit. Um, but I want to talk to you a little bit about philosophy, because I think philosophy is an extremely important topic to, to hit here. And uh, the way I'm going to talk to you guys about this is I'm going to tell you a, a little story about me when I was 19 years old. So I'm 19 years old, I'm at SUNY Albany, New York, um, I want to be a medical doctor. That was my goal, I was a biology major, um, and uh, I was talking to my counselor in the spring of my uh, sophomore year, saying, uh, you know, I want to be a medical doctor, and what should I do to prepare myself, aside from you know, looking at different schools, where should, what should I prepare myself with? And he said, what you should do, Drew, is you should work in a hospital setting. You should get yourself a job at a hospital because that would enla- enable you to see firsthand the different departments and see what it's like and kind of get a feel for it and get to know some people. And, you know, maybe someone can write recommendations from you. It's good for your resume. I say, oh, that's a great idea. And right down the road from – I'm from Long Island. And uh, I'm from Lindbrook. Uh, so uh, right up the street from Lindbrook, uh New York, and Long Island uh, – go Islanders, by the way. Um, anyway, right from uh, up the street is Franklin General Hospital. Um, and actually it's no longer a major hospital. It's now like one of those local, like it's a more urgent thing. But back then it was a big hospital for, for that area. So, um, and one of my uh, parents, friends, knew someone there. So I got an interview and I got this job working, uh, uh, volunteering, but working um, in Franklin General Hospital in the emergency room. And I was really stoked, and I got myself some scrubs, and I was very excited, and you know, all this other stuff. And at first step of my career, right? I'm going This is what I'm going for. Um, and uh, so I go in there and introduce myself to the head doctor, and uh, he's like, "You look like a pretty friendly chap. Let me tell you something. Um, this friendliness, you can just wipe this stuff off your face." He said, "This is emergency room department. We're very serious here. We have no time for chit chat. We have no time for friendliness." No time for smiling, no time for laughter. This is serious business. People come in here, they're really sick, they're really ill, they're counting on us to save their lives. So as nice as you are, that's not what this is about. That's not what medicine is about. Medicine is about seriously taking care of people. And I'm like, really? That's, like, that's not my philosophy of medicine. Like, All right, cool, he's the, uh, he's, the, he's the man. I'll take I'll take his word for it. So I'm working there a couple of weeks and really not particularly liking it. Um, it really wasn't what I thought it was. Working, especially in an emergency room, you're seeing some bad stuff. I mean, people are not happy, and they're coming to all kinds of awful things. And kids are sick, and people this and whatever. Um, and a uh, couple, fast forward a few weeks into this, and um, one night uh, uh, I was there, and this old lady uh, is wheeled in, and she's having like uh, was having chest pains, like angina attack. And she had a history of, of heart issues, you know, so it's nothing unusual, whatever. And a big family, like the whole family. looks like the family was, everybody was dressed up. looks like the whole family, like there was some family gathering. And then something happened to Granny, and they brought Granny into the ER. So uh, they're putting all kinds of things on her and doing this and whatever and stuff. And then everybody leaves, and it's just me and Granny in the room. And uh, I look, I'm looking at Granny, and, and we're, she, she doesn't know much English, um, So I'm looking, we're talking a little bit, and all of a sudden she gets this look in her eyes, like this. And nothing's wrong with any of the machines or anything. Remember, this is the 80s, so it wasn't as technically sophisticated as it is now. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, Ma'am, are you okay? And she doesn't move. She's just like frozen. And I'm alone in this room, like, you know, curtains around me. And I'm like, you know... Get that feeling, right? This isn't right. Like, I don't know what... Are, I, I'm a sophomore in college. Like, this is not correct. I'm getting this gestalt feeling that something isn't working the way it should be. So I go out. I said, I'll be right back. And she doesn't, like, like nothing. She's just like... I said, you know, I think something's going on here. Uh, I said to the head nurse, you know, at the station. She's like... She looks at the... You know, there's the, monitors on, you know, for all the... She's like... She's fine. Heartbeat's fine. Everything's fine. Totally fine. Just go back in the room. Stay, stay with her and you know, the doctor will be with her in a minute. I'm like, okay. So I go in and now she's starting to look like panicked. She's starting to get this panicked look and I, and I, go, back out, <laughs> and I go back out. And I go back and I say, I'm sorry, Miss Head Nurse, but we really, I think something's going on. She looks at it. Ruben, get back in the room. Shut your mouth. Just stay with the person. Everything's going to be fine. I'm like, okay. I go back in there and I hold her hand and I'm like, everything's going to be okay. Talk to me here in a minute. Just hang in there. Whatever's going on it's all good. I'll, you know, I'm right here with you. All of a sudden you're, Doo! and she goes from having the heartbeat, going like this, a completely flat line. I'm like, holy cow. I saw this happening like a minute before, two minutes beforehand. <coughs> I'm telling these guys, trying to flag them down. And, and then, and now all of a sudden they're like, get out of the way. And I get like knocked out of the way and the crash car comes in and all the stuff. And, and they open up her chest, and all, all, and the, they they use the paddles on her, and all this kind of stuff. And it was, I was I'm watching this, going like, oh my, bleeping God! Right? <laughs> That's, I just, I want you to picture this. Here, I'm a 19-year-old kid, sophomore at SUNY Albany. You know, want to be a doctor. I'm telling someone something's wrong. They're not saying anything, like this. and then now they're acting, right? And unfortunately, she she passed away. Which was probably going to happen anyway. Like, she, it looked like. The, the heart attack that she had apparently was that serious. But who knows, right? So I'm going like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I am freaking out now. Because talking about philosophy, this just ruined my philosophy. right? Because I had already set in my mind I was going to be Dr. Rubin. Right? And, and not that I am not Dr. Rubin, but like medical doctor. I, I, at that time in, that, in my life, I didn't know what the word chiropractic was. I never even heard of the word chiropractic. There was, I found out later there was one chiropractor in Limbrook at the time, uh, and, but I had zero understanding of what that mentor was. So I am freaking out because I just watched someone pass away right before my eyes. I saw it about to happen, and nobody did anything about it. They didn't pay attention to me. And so I, this, I'm, I go to the nurse. I said, listen, I have to go downstairs and like, catch my breath a little bit. You know, just so if they're looking for me, I'm on break. Even though this isn't my break time, i got to, you know, get myself a soda or something because I was still drinking that at that time. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> not anymore. I haven't had soda. I don't know how long. Close thing a soda, has like Izzy maybe or some of those things, you know. Um, so I go downstairs. I'm sitting in the cafeteria, and I'm drinking like a Coke or something, and I'm just like, I'm not crying because I'm in public, but on the inside, I'm crying. Because I'm like, my whole life is ruined. Like, I don't want to do this. this. I do not want, this is not what I want to do. I do not want to be a doctor. How am I going to tell my family? Like, my grandma keeps on saying, my son, my grandson, the future doctor, and everybody, that's the whole, like, it's just my path was already set for me. And I'm, now I just watch it just go whoosh, and someone just pulled a rug out from under me. And my whole philosophy for my entire life was just crushed. So I'm sitting there drinking this Coke, and this one doctor comes downstairs. Uh, who was a nice guy, a um, little rough on the edges, and he said, um, Ruben, you know, I, I felt the same way the first time I saw someone die, and you just got to tough it out, you know, and, you know, because you're going to see thousands more, and you just got to be, the whole idea about being a doctor is being cold, you know, you have to just stone face, and you know, you're know, you sports, you're an athlete, right, you yes. game face, right, just game face, don't let them see it, anything on your face, and it's what's about. It's not about making friends, right, it's not about being nice, it's not about buddy-buddy. It's not about you know, any of this love kind of stuff you hear about, you know, groovy, cool, peace. None of that stuff, right? That's not what this is about. This is about you know, working with the facts, dealing with the facts, dealing with the people. You win some, you lose some. You know, that's just the way it is. He says, so just tough it out, Ruben. You know, if you want to do this, this is what you've got to do. And just come upstairs when you're done and everything will be good. And he went back upstairs. And I appreciate his... Well, I know what he was trying to do. You know? And so from his perspective... You know, I say that, I, and I do appreciate him. That was a very sweet gesture of what he said, because he came, he knew I was distressed, he came downstairs, he didn't have to, and he said something that was actually a very upstanding, professional thing to do. But you know what I did instead? I walked out. I walked out, I said, bleep this. I said, I ain't doing this, I'm done. I'm done. I threw out my scrubs, I put them in, you know, they have the scrub buckets, I, I took them off, walked out, and I, I said, I'm done. And I, I walked home, well, I went to my car, crying all the way home, like, what am I going to tell my parents? You know, they're not going to understand this. They're going to be so pissed off at me because this is their, their, their son, the doctor kind of thing. And I remember coming home, saying to my parents, like, I'm done. And they're like, no, go back. It's I said, no, no, you don't get it. I am done. Like, I am uninterested in this. That's not what I want, right? right. They're telling me not to be friendly. They're telling me not to be loving. They're telling me to be stone cold. That's not who I am. I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. And I'm certainly not going to go to school for next, you know, two more years at all but SUNY and then four years at medical school and all the other residency, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Oh, you know, you'll figure this out and just let it pass and, you know, you didn't need that anyway. You can go back to work in Food Town and, which I did, you know, slice bologna today. Um, and... Um, but that was a huge change in my philosophy. And I, I was very upset for quite a long time because I didn't know where I was going and what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And once again, chiropractic hadn't entered my life until the next summer when my mom started going to a chiropractor. But what a transition time, right? What a transition time. And all of you had that to some degree or another. Unless your dad was a chiropractor and mom was a chiropractor. Or some, or some, relative and you knew from like the time you're like a three year old that you're gonna be a chiropractor. If you're like most people who do not necessarily have a family in you know, relationship like that, then you all had to go through something where you're like, this ain't gonna work no more. You know, one of my patients went to life leadership weekend over the weekend and I saw him yesterday and he said, um, you know, I'm so psyched, you know, to go to life now because he's a pharmacist, <coughs> pharmacy tech, and he said, you know, I was at the pharmacy giving people drugs. Saying to myself, I don't take drugs. How can I like I was living this contrary life, right? My I could I was philosophically incongruent. I didn't it didn't feel right to do this. I hated it. I was scooping all these stupid pills into and giving it to them, saying, and I wanted to say like, what are you doing, right? And he said, I feel really, I finally found like I got something I could do that I am congruent with my philosophy, right? And that's what he was talking about, right? What he was, ta- what was talking about is you got to find something to, that makes you congruent with your philosophy. Now, hopefully, if you're in this class as kids, you know, and I mean, if you're just taking this for credit, that's cool. You know, three credits, yeah. Um, but I hope that you're in here because you really want to take care of kids. Like, that's your, your passion, you know, because that's my passion. It's my conviction. I can't even think about anything but kids, like, all day long. I just, it just comes in my head because that's my philosophy. But I'll tell you, if I didn't work in Franklin General Hospital, I would never have had the experience, and I'd probably be a medical doctor if it wasn't for that crazy experience, right? But the cool thing about being a chiropractor is I could be the person that I want to be, right? I could be the person, the doctor, that the doctor told me I can't be, right? He said that, you know, being a doctor, you can't be nice, you can't be friendly, you can't be happy, you can't be social, you can't be smiling and jovial. And in my office, if you, we're in my office, you'd see that that's exactly the person that I am, hundred percent of the time, all the time. I'm laughing and giggling, and we're just having the greatest time. Like yesterday was so funny. I'm learning the Spanish Activator Protocol. And it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious, watching me try to do Spanish Activator Protocol. Luckily the patient was a very good sport. Um, but I'm saying things wrong and, and saying things out. And they, they said, lift your what? <laughs> you know? and I, I thought I said lift your arm. And it was actually lift like your big toe. I don't know what I said, but I can't even figure out what I was saying. And, but I, you know, I have a sheet that some of my interns made for me, but it wasn't working out. It was just hilarious. And everybody in the whole office is cracking up. And to me, that's exactly what's supposed to be happening. You're supposed to be having a good time, right? You're supposed to be having a good time. And, and that, like, talk about philosophy, my philosophy is, in my office, I want my patients to feel happier when they leave than when they first came in. Whatever that takes. Whatever that means. Right? And sometimes patients are going through hard times, and you've got to take them in the back, and you got to let them cry on your shoulder, and that's cool. Right? And sometimes, you know, they're having a great time, and sometimes these crazy things happen, and you, you, talk and you, you, you go through life with these people. Right? I mean, I have one patient who came in last night, watches there's a whole family. I met the mom when <coughs> the mom was single. Now she's married on her fourth kid. Right? So this is what I've watched over the years, and I've grown up with her. I watched her as a kid, a 20-year-old, and now she's like 30 something, and she's got four, you know, three kids and one on the way, and I watched her date her husband, and I just watched this whole transition. And that's the whole idea. It's not to be cold and calculating and, and uncaring. That's not the way it is, but that's how it's being taught out there. And not just in medical schools, but in other chiropractic schools, too, and osteopathic schools, and they're taught about cold, calculating facts, you know, you know, evidence-based, all this kind of malarkey that's out there. You know what evidence-based is? I'll tell you what's evidence-based. It's yesterday I got a testimonial from a patient you know, whose baby was transverse, and she sent me her email saying, my baby turned, I had a four-hour labor, and the last two labors I had were like over a day each. So obviously chiropractic had a big factor in this. Right, and she said, "And thank you. I can't wait to bring my baby in, to, so you can meet him." Right, that's what this is about. Right, that's what I'm doing this about. That that's, stokes me up. Right, but that's my philosophy. Right. So my question to you is, like, Jen Temple was saying, and by the way, he's pulling from the greatest philosopher of all time. I think is Anne Rand. So if you haven't read her books like *Atlas Shrugged* and *Fountainhead* and stuff, you really should, um, especially *Atlas Shrugged*. Um, but you know, what's your philosophy? What's your philosophy? And are you taking the last quarter or two quarters or three quarters you have here at Life and are you defining your philosophy? Are you, are you making your philosophy your own? Are you creating, are you designing your life or are you just letting life happen? Right? And what his thesis essentially is is that if you design your philosophy, then you design your life. A chiropractor with no philosophy, in my opinion, has got no life. It's kind of whoever kind of comes their way. But a chiropractor with the philosophy, they have a life. They have a planned life, and then the people that come into their life are planned. You know why is it that 85% of all my patients are young adults with kids? Because that's what I intend it to be. You know, I, don't, I We had a senior citizen come in yesterday as a new patient. I haven't had a senior citizen I don't know how long. We had a fine form like Medicare form. Where the hell are these? You know, it's completely foreign to us because it's just you know it's just not what I do, right? Because my philosophy says, I want to take care of the kids. I want to take care of the families. And that is what gets sucked in. So when you create your philosophy, and you own that philosophy, then you suck that into you. And I suggest you do it now, right? Don't wait until you graduate and you're in your practice, and you go, what's my mission statement? We should sit down and do one, right? Way too late for that. Right? Start designing your life right now. Your mission statement, your purpose, your vision, your goals. These are the things that need to be done right now so that when you graduate, it's there for you. Right? Those are your, that's your guiding light. So start it now. That Your philosophy depends on you right now.